one. Hi. Are we recording? Yes, I think we are. Hi, I'm Mike Morales. You uh, you are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. I'm sitting here in the uh, heartbeat of the San Gabriel Valley in Southern California. That young man out there is Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. Jim and I have had the really distinct pleasure of dissecting Miko tequila. Uh, again, as you can see, I've had a little bit of mine. Jim has just broke the seal off of his off camera. And this is a deep, rich Añejo, Jim. I mean, this is, but, but it's almost got like a, like a brassy notes on it. You know, it's almost like, and I'm not sure if that's because of the label, the label sometimes uh, plays a little bit of tricks on you on uh, optics. Um, but if you folks can see that, that's that's got like a like a like a that's looks it looks like a strawberry blonde. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know we talked about the the barrel. This, this might have picked up something from the second barrel, right? To get uh, a little bit of that that coloration. We'll give you the ins and outs and all the backstory. Uh, you know, but as we normally do, as is our custom, we're going to taste the juice first, then we'll give you all the stats and stories on it. So. Uh, bear with us here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pour mine into a Glencairn. Uh, I think I'm not sure what Jim is gonna use. What his tool? Mezcal Jarrito, right uh, here. The Jarrito. All right. Um, and again, we're gonna pour a little bit into the glass here. It's a beautiful. There there are some red highlights in this glass, okay, and in the juice itself um, that I can see. It's a it's a a bit. A bit brassier um, than than what we've seen in, in the past. Or Probably late. spent enough time in that second barrel to pick up that coloration and, and and get a little bit deeper, darker with that variation in it. But um, this is starting to look more like a bourbon whiskey, uh, where the last one looked like a light Scotch whiskey, a, a younger Scotch. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you folks can see that. You can get uh, get it, the gist of the color here. Of course, we, you know we're we're digital here, so we're we're trying. You know, we're and my lighting's not the greatest in here. But again, Jim, I can't say enough about these legs and tears. These are just, and it's not syrupy. Okay, it's no, just it's it's a very uh, very light body, but but everything on it, um, you know, again, they they, they kind of just cascade down the glass there. Yep. And um, this does not have the typical body that, that some of the Anejos that you and I have tasted. It, it, it feels like it's got a little bit more heft to it. There's not that heft here. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because um, at least the first two, the, the Blanco and the Repo, the mouthfeel was excellent. There's nothing. Yes. Uh, it, it, it's It's light, and I think it's light in a way that, it's letting the flavor do its work rather than you having, you know, to chew on it at all. It just yeah, kind of yeah. comes there. So it's, uh, okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm, ex I'm ecstatic to, to taste this with you because again, what it, when I have, I was telling Jim off camera, when I taste these, if I get a chance to taste them off camera before he and I get together or any of the other TJs, I, I don't normally use, uh, my tools, my, my tool chest. What I use is my, my everyday drinking glasses, which are usually snifters. Okay. So I've not dissected this. I just want to know how, you know, like everybody else is going to drink it in a certain way. 
how you know or in a Glencairn. And so I to me and my my preference is sniff, snifters. So I haven't dissected it, but when I when I go in with the tools, it's a whole different. There, there's so much more that I discover when I when I go that route. Oh oh my god! Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell me, tell me what you. I mean. Well, I, I don't want to jump the gun here. I don't want to, you know. But um, they experiment with the barrel on this one. Right. And it starts in, you told me, white oak used uh-huh. bourbon or, or, or Tennessee whiskey barrel. Right. And then they put it in a Cabernet barrel, a used cab barrel. Right. This has now started to pick up that, that tannin, that, that wood, and that fermented grape. And I can tell you right now, the, the smell... The nose off of this has all that nice, sweet, baked spice smell of the repo with now the mashed grape, fermented grape, tannic grape, just a hint of it to give it just a little bit of a a wine barrel on the nose. And it really does mellow it out and, and give it a very... This is this is this is nosing like a really high alcohol wine. Yes, and it, the nose also reminds me of. And I was telling uh, uh, Jim, I, I may have said to you on, on camera when we were tasting the repo. Um, this reminds me a lot of of Dulce Vida's five year extra añejo that, that's finished in Napa Valley barrels. It's of course it's barrel strength, so it's a lot. It's a lot higher, you know. It's a lot more amplified, but but the characteristics are still there. Oh yeah, and and it's lovely. I mean, I love I love that five year. You know, and I'm not even sure if it's even uh, available anymore or if you can find it. Um, but this one has those those same characteristics, of course, toned down to eighty proof. But they're all there. There, there. The complexity on this thing is is a very akin to 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 your extra añejos. Well, right, and, and it's got a um, it's got a completely different layer of of nose on it that that is coming from that second barrel time with the cab that is really adding complexity to this, but also the complement of that great and tannin and and wine fermented the, the fermentation of the grape is backing off what I think would have been a much heavier baking spice if it was just an anejo that spent all that time in the bourbon barrel with the char right and, and it's and it, it just kind of balances it to the point where this is once again if you're going to make a candle <laughs> you might want to you, you could probably do this and and and, and have a, a nice selling candle Oh my God! It's just so aromatic, oh. and and the you know we 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 had some blossom floral blossom in the blanco, and that's and then as we went to the reposado, it became this marmalade, and now it's become this this I think it's back to orange blossom, but like in a much more it's like a forest of, of yeah you know and I've done that before I've, I've been horseback riding in springtime through orange groves and. 
the smell it's almost hypnotic you know it's it's the it's it's uh, i want to say it's kind of like when you go through a, a feel of jasmine or or um lavender you know it's got that it, it it it's it's almost not even like a fruit blossom but it's almost like a like a like an herb blossom of something you know it's it's fragrant like heavy like on a humid evening you know out out well we don't really horseback ride through orange groves here in ohio i'm gonna take your word for that (laughs) i will tell you what what kind of got mellowed in that 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 floral citrus uh nose from the blanco to the repo has re-emerged and it has brought with it that tannic grape tang to it Okay. So that there is just a nose of the sweetness isn't as much as the Blanco. The floral is more so than the Repo. But now there's a little bit of a non-citrus tang, a grape tang to it. That's giving it this very light and, 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 and gently sweet kind of bitter sweetness in the nose. Wow. That's just that's spectacular, man. Look at look at the legs on that thing. It's just just evenly. It's not syrupy. It's just nice and even. I we gotta dive in, man. Let's okay. taste it. Let's let's taste it. Why this not? Thing. <clears throat> oh <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> oh. Where's that pepper coming from? Is that pepper or is that is that from the from the wine barrel or is that from the s- cinnamon spice? What am I getting? I you know it, mm, that that is um, for me it, it's a it's cinnamon, a little bit of anise, and, and and a pepper, but but not not a peppery pepper, not a, not a spicy pepper, a a light pepper, um, almost like a white pepper on the back of the end. You get just a little kick, but not. This is so balanced in in the way that it, it goes from the front of your palate to the back of your palate. There's not one single note of this that stands out, but it it, it happens in a way that it's just like this is so nice. The way that all of that flavor profile. That probably all of it together shouldn't go together, but it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. Because um, this reminds me a lot, and and I've had several uh, uh, chili infused tequilas. As a matter of fact, we we wrote about that um, in the magazine uh, just recently. I don't know when you'll be seeing this video, but probably at the tail end of twenty twenty, there was an article about um, pepper infused tequilas that were well done. One of those. Um, is soltado and it's done that one is is uh i believe it's a añejo tequila made with um serrano peppers and this reminds me a lot of that there's this there's not of course as intense as the serrano pepper but there's a pepperiness that i'm getting out of that and they also use a little bit of cinnamon as well i it's an it's an earthy pepper yeah 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 And, and you know we talked about this off camera they're using that bourbon barrel, then Cabernet barrel. And the distiller on this has knows what 
a wine, a good Cabernet wine should smell like and taste like and how that flavor should progress when you drink it. And obviously she knows what a good tequila should smell like and taste like. And she has blended those two where there is terroir on this. There is tannin from the grape. There is flavor from both barrels. There is agave. There is spice. There is sweetness. And I don't think I've had a tequila with you where the Blanco, the Repo, and the Anejo progress. It's a storyline of, of yeah. progression from here's a flavor. This is the agave flavor in the Blanco. Right. Now we've done this little thing where we, we play around with bourbon barrels and wine barrels in the Repo. And now here's the finished masterpiece of the Anejo, which really gets to spend that time with all that flavor. This is, you know, this is somebody who likes bourbon and and, and wine and yeah. knows how to really, this has just got a great, great, great flavor profile. What am I getting in the center? I'm getting, I want to say it's an earthiness. Is that maybe the agave that I'm getting? But there's a, there's a distinct earthiness of some sort that I'm getting in the center. And it's not alcohol. There's virtually no alcohol in this right now. Again, I know what you're I, talking about. It's not alcohol, and it's for for me. It it tastes almost like it, it's it's the agave with with the barrel. It it is tempered that agave, um, and I think it, it's almost it's a baked agave, but it's almost like charred agave, like creme brulee. Like you took the torch and just caramelized yeah, yeah, yeah. the top end of it. So maybe this is a bit of the char from either the wine barrel or the or the bourbon whiskey barrel. Well, well, and I think it, it's it's a little bit of the spice too, but it, it's not. Um, we got baked agave in the repo a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. Down. This is like you get that little hint of fresh agave with the baking spice, and then just just that little bit of pepper that's almost like you just caramelize the top of that agave and and. It, it, but it, that little middle part you're talking about for me flows right into that baked spice and, and pepper at the end with yeah. a little bit of sweetness and then a finish that is just this plays so well front to back. Yeah, it does. In the creme brulee des descriptor, I he had a he, if you watched our reposado de description, uh, Jim had a, a pairing is it uh, with a with uh, um, um. Uh, a croissant with marmalade on it. A croissant with marmalade. So now this is a creme brulee, folks, but but not an overly sweet creme brulee. It's almost like a like a tiramisu. It's almost like like it would go go really well with a with like a coffee. And I'm not well, getting any coffee. I'm that's not what I'm getting. That that little bittersweet of the tannic grape side of it. That's just that little bit of tang. That little zing on it. That's that's there. And we're lucky that I didn't taste anything with you. Uh, earlier in quarantine, because everything would have been, you know, this has got a sourdough flavor to it, or whatever bread I baked because I watched it on YouTube that day. Oh my god! Wow, but this is really, um, this is it, it's a it's a soft sipper. There's so much complexity in it, but none of it. You could hold this in your mouth. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's not astringent at all. No, no there's no astringents. Uh, um, as you would maybe with a with something just aged in bourbon barrels where you get that dry finish and you know you're looking for it, right? This oh. is not like that. There's a there's a really 
it's to me the, the the intake is sweet, and then the explosion happens at mid palate, and like you said, it just it's this it crescendos at the end, you know. And um, now the finish is not not like the 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 Repo or even the Blanco. It's just something like a short, medium to short finish. Um, right, right, and, and it's. Um... It's almost like, and if you're uh, if you're a wine drinker, if you're familiar with wine, um, that that little just bit of tannic kind of I don't want to call it bitter because there's nothing bitter about this, but there's a there's a bitter element that that softens the alcohol and the agave, and it's almost like if you had Amarone wine or a grappa from okay. the, the grape tannins to the skins and the there's right. a little bit of that bittersweet alcohol that 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 is added into this flavor profile that the baking spice plays off of really well yeah and i said this would be great for a, a tequila manhattan with the repo right the only thing that i would mix this with is a i would make a manhattan out of this anejo or i'd sip it neat yeah but i think the only thing to do is is add the vermouth sweetness add a little bit of the bitters and 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 Otherwise, sip this. It's so nice. It's beautiful. Uh, let me give you the ins and outs really quickly here. Uh, this comes from 1107. Uh, that's uh, the, the uh, El Viejito Distillery. Uh, the owners are the, the Singh family. Uh, the, the AJ, the, the patriarch of the family, is one of the uh, uh, was working with Patron and Martin Crowley. He was involved uh, right when tequila and Patron was in its heyday. Um, and he helped, I guess his job was to help uh, uh, Patron uh, move their their uh, uh, production in-house, uh, which means that they were probably in charge of, of, of uh, building the distillery and, and moving all the parts in. Uh, for those of you who follow uh, Patron, you know that it originally was being made by uh, uh, Siete Leguas and that family. So um, anyway, AJ became friends with the, the Nunez family. And uh, eventually, after leaving Patron, um, uh, he and his son co-founded Miko. And uh, yeah, it's funny because I guess AJ is an old uh, uh, tequila madman, you know, from... What, you know, in the heyday of, of liquor companies when they were really building and, and, and you know, uh, fighting it out and duking it out on the streets. And, and of course, Patron, uh, you know, there's no greater story than the Patron story. If you haven't watched or, or read the Patron Way, you can read our review uh, <clears throat> on it on our website. Uh, Patron Way was written by uh, Martin Crowley's uh, ex-co-founder, uh, ex-girlfriend, um, uh confidant you know life partner and uh it was it's a wonderful story it's a, to, to actually that book is more of a, uh, a love story and i believe that's headed i don't know if that uh, last i heard that we're going to make a movie out of the book so let's hope that happens because i'd love to see that um anyway the family's from playa vista california and uh i guess the uh, a well-dressed monkey is miko in spanish for monkey apparently uh, it's kind of like a, I guess it's a term of endearment. I have heard that that name that word before, uh, 
not necessarily coming uh, from from uh, Mexican Spanish, but you know uh, other other Latin American countries. And I'm trying to find. I, we don't have any POS. We don't know how long yeah. this has been aged. Uh, I, you know, it has it to aged be the right aged. amount. Uh, whatever it is. It, yeah, it, it, it really does. I think a lot of that that barrel experiment turned out really well. Yeah, the, which has been aging for at least a year. Okay, so we know that that's that's by law. It has to age at least a year to be called an añejo. We don't know. Uh, we don't know how long. But it is aged in uh, American white oak uh, whiskey casks and bar bar bourbon casks. And then they experiment with the Cabernet casks. So it's finished and polished in that. And the, the female master distiller, her name is uh, Karina Rojo. I want to talk to her, man. I got I to gotta yeah. have her in our next Profiles book because she is, what she's developed, I, I would say is right on par with stuff that's coming out of... Uh, uh, what Meli Barajas puts together for, she's the one responsible for TC Craft, La, La Gritona Tequila, and Vicara. You and I, I think, have had Vicara as well, if I'm not mistaken. And we've had TC Craft, uh, I know that. TC Craft, yeah, we've had that before. And uh, uh, and anything that Ana Maria Romero Mena touches, she's the other uh, uh, profile uh, teacher, actually. And she's got a couple of tequilas in the uh, entered in the 2020 version of our Brands of Promise, which by the time you see this, folks, we will have already announced the winners of 2020 Brands of Promise. But anyway, that's, you know, I'm going to say, let's just let's just give it to them across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. In all three categories, this is Miko tequila. We don't even have a price point for this right now. We, we don't know where it's available except for Southern California right now. But this this will play well in Peoria and also in Youngstown. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, you know, who knows what's available here now. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's our take on Miko Tequila. You have been listening and watching the Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our platforms. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the notification bell so that way you folks are notified every time we upload a video. Uh, leave a comment down below if you've had that. This tequila somewhere. Tell us what you think. Um, you know, and of course, hit the like button because you know, like buttons are good for us. Uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, please subscribe where you get your whether it's iTunes or Spotify. But whatever you do, tomar sabiamente, sip wisely.